Our topic for discussion on this Friday morning is all about pastoral burnout. Pastor burnout is a weapon the enemy uses with great efficiency. Don't you agree? It is surprising in its simplicity and brutal in its impact. Failure to meet these expectations lead to disappointment and confusion. Am I doing the right thing? Why am I not seeing the results I should be seeing? Am I really prepared to do this? Well, I never knew ministry was like this, or I am going to work harder. Maybe I need to look at a different church. I've even heard one pastor say that this isn't what I thought being a pastor would be like. Now, according to the New York Times, that was 2010, August 1st, members of the clergy now suffer from obesity, hypertension, depression. In the last decade, their use of antidepressants has risen while the life expectancy has fallen. Many would change jobs if they could. Here's just a couple of the statistics that I've discovered about pastoral burnout. Did you know 13% of active pastors are currently divorced? 23% have been fired or pressured to resign at least once in their careers. 25% don't know where to turn to when they have a family or personal conflict or issue. 25% of pastors' wives see their husband's work schedule as a source of conflict. 33% felt burned out within their first five years of ministry. As many as 40% of pastors and 47% of spouses are suffering from burnout, frantic schedules, and an unrealistic expectation from their congregations. 45% of pastors' wives says the greatest danger to them and their family is the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual burnout. And so the list goes on. 70% don't have any close friends. 80% of pastors say they have insufficient time with their spouses. 90% feel unqualified or poorly prepared for ministry. 90% work more than 50 hours a week. Did you know in America alone, 1,500 pastors leave their ministries each month due to burnout, conflict, or moral failure? Please note that these stats reflect the American situation. The question being, do South African pastors and ministers suffer a similar fate? Well, Brunpunt investigated. On the line, I have Pastor Danny Lodder, who has been a speaker on Radio Pulpit before, shared some of his uh, past experiences as well. Also, the well-known Professor Stefan Huber. Danny, can I start with you? How are things with South African clergy? To the best of your knowledge, I know you yourself, and you'll share a little bit later on, you yourself have suffered burnout at one stage. But any idea how South African clergy are doing at the moment? I find in my connection with the clergy that a lot of the guys suffer from burnout. They don't speak much about it because there's a stigma attached to it. We find that many of these guys suffer in silence, literally, and there's not really a system that helps the guys. Prof. Stefan, South African clergy, Danny says there's a stigma attached to it. To your knowledge, do they also suffer from burnout in South Africa? Yes, I would like to agree with Dani. There's um, clear signs everywhere uh, of burnout. I have the privilege of uh, ministering in a number of churches and denominations, and everywhere I go, I see the same phenomenon, burnout. And um, I think it's really more um, rife 
than we uh, we can even begin to imagine. I know in one of the denominations that I visited recently, they said that more than 80% of all medical fund claims would be stress and burnout related. So even the medical fund start realizing that pastors and ministers suffer from excessive burnout everywhere in ministry. It's very serious. Gentlemen, your first-hand experience. Dani, would you care to share what happened when you suffered burnout? What are the symptoms? What actually happened to you? Um, I didn't have much knowledge about burnout at that stage. Things happened in my body. I... I really got sick in, in, in areas where I didn't think things would happen in my body. Um, a tiredness, a constant tiredness, a constant sense in my inner being of not making it. It became quite irrational at a stage. Um, there was a stage that in the Sunday morning I would lock myself in my office and just thinking that they won't come and fetch me to minister on the pulpit. So I had a lot of symptoms, um, emotional, body-wise, health-wise, and especially in relationships, I, I battled in relationships. These were, were, were the symptoms I had to deal with. I, I didn't know where to look for and what to look for, so this is what I experienced. Any empathy, sympathy from the congregation with regards to the problem that you experienced at that stage? What you find is, and I think the most pastors will, will tell you that the people will say, I can suffer. Um, but let's just pray for you, you know, and that's the last and the least thing at that stage that you want to And then they would say, I can see you're very busy and you are very active, but, but we need you. you know? So people don't really have sympathy with that. They, they're still on the demand on your side. Prof. Stefan, what happened to these men and women who suffers from burnout? Is there a place they can go to? Is there help out there? What happened to them? And uh, as Dani explained, uh, burnout is a, a very dangerous problem in the church because it's a frowned upon problem. People usually expect of pastors to be sorted out, to have their lives under control, so to say, and they have to, to sort of like model the life of Christ without having any problems whatsoever. Therefore, usually burnout is, uh, is kept under, under covers and the moment when pastors start revealing their heart, people will, will say, but they're weak. And I know of a few pastors that were even sort of like told right in their faces, we're going to fire you if you can't sort out this problem. It's not a good testimony. Therefore, uh, many pastors that I know of just resign in the end. That's the sad thing. You need to have a very sympathetic uh, church council that will actually be prepared to say, we understand, we know it's just a normal thing. Everybody suffers from, from burnout at one stage in their lives, and we will, we will take care of you. We will protect you. But sadly, as I've said, many pastors have to resign in the end because of a lack of sympathy and a lack of understanding of what burnout entails. But the guys that find help in this regard... They really get through it, like Dani explained, and their ministry is given a new impetus. Prof. Stefan, that's exactly the point I'm trying to find out. Where do they find help? Uh, who can they yes. turn to for help? Vainant, the one thing that, that pastors need to do, the moment you see the, the telltale signs that Dani also referred to, that, that you lose energy, that you, have, you, have, uh, you become depressed, that you immediately have to turn to 
uh, you have to stand in a mentor men, mentee relationship. So pastors need mentors in their lives that they can go to. They need to have a sympathetic church council. That's the first thing that you need to, to do is to address this, to, to come in the clear, to trust people with your inner life. We're a family. We're, we're the body of Christ. And therefore, when one member hurts, uh, the others have to take care of him or her. So approach somebody. Go to a, 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 your mentor. Go to your church council. Come in the clear. It's not a sin. It's not something to be ashamed about. There is medication and there is, there is cure for burnout. Donnie, what was the outcome of your situation? Was there help in the body of Christ apart from a, a couple of people saying, I will pray for you? How did you find help? What was the ultimate outcome? Um, violence, it went um, in two ways. The one was a sad way. Um, uh, I, I left the ministry for a while. I made wrong decisions at that stage in my life. But then I got connected with mentors, as um, Stefan um, has spoken about. You have to get past your ego. You have to get past your silence. You must get to a place where you can be open-minded and say, listen, I really, really need help. The outcome in my life was I, I, I started connecting with people that understand these things and that started to teach me um, to get rid of hurriedness in my life, to get out of um, ego, to get away from performance, um, to enter into God's rest. And, and that's just a religious slogan for many pastors. Um, so I had to make a complete mind change. I had to look better after my body. Um, and the outcome in my life now, a few years later, is so much bigger than what I experienced because um, I, I've really learned a lot at this stage. I think we must get informed about um, the symptoms and the results of burnout uh, because you can't read something you don't do uh, not really know about. And that, that that's what I focused on, and that changed my life. So was there any help from congregation side? What you're saying is there is help out there, but you need to get past your ego to go and ask for help. Um, was there any help from congregation side? What can a congregation do to assist and support their pastor who's suffering from burnout? I think um, we really assume that people understand burnout. I think we need to talk to a congregation. Today, when I look back, I they could not really help me because they did not understand what I was going through, but it was mainly because I didn't know what I was going through. All right. Prof. Stefan, what about the spouses of these pastors, of these pastors and... Um, let me uh, ask the question again. Uh, Prof. Stefan, what about the spouses of these pastors and ministers? Are there any help for them? And where do they turn to when their um, uh, soulmate, their husband, their wife is suffering from burnout? Um, I think, um, yes, uh, it's very important because it's also a systemic problem. Um, and as you've said, um, wives or spouses uh, and even other family, uh, family members also have to, to understand this. Therefore, I think a wise church council or a wise mentor would always uh, send the pastor and his wife for, uh, to a good Christian counselor. That would be the first step. And, and I would strongly advise any pastor, any church leader, when, when first telltale signs of burnout appear on the scene to, um, have a very solid talk with your wife. Otherwise, if, you, if we don't address this, they become very negative towards ministry because they feel this is what ministry is doing to my husband or wife. 
Um, so the first step is to go to a good counselor, to, to take your family along, to explain to them, and to get somebody that will really get involved in your life, take over your, um, your day planner, and help you to, to plan your life more properly. Uh, Prof. Stefan, the stats in America, it's staggering. It says 1,500 pastors leave their ministry uh, each month due to burnout. Do you think that pastors in South Africa are properly prepared for the task ahead? Not, um, it's a great question. I don't think that we are prepared for the task. Uh, the expectations on pastors and ministers are really not very realistic. People expect them to be rainmakers, to, to be magicians, to, to turn around, to touch churches around, to solve problems. And I think we have to, 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 to work very hard with pastors to, to, to let them understand, I have a calling, but I also have certain gifts. I am not everything to everybody. I am not a one-stop a religious service. Um, I can only do this. I have a few gifts, and the church must be clear as to what my gifts are, and I must be very clear with my church council. These are the gifts God has given me. And if you expect me to do something that God has not given me the gifts for, uh, I will burn out, because then I will have to... To, to live outside my comfort zone, I will have to force my gifts. So I think we need a lot of wisdom in the times ahead. Otherwise, burnout will be at the order of the day. Donnie, now in retrospect, looking back on your life, do you think you were properly prepared for the, uh, the, the task? Isn't that the reason why you actually suffered from burnout? I think one of the main um, mistakes in our preparation for the ministry is that we being prepared um, spiritually, most probably, or theologically, but not emotionally. Um, and then these things that Stefan is talking about, having boundaries, having the, the ability and the right to say no, um, understanding that you don't have to run after all the expectations of the congregation, um, you know, all these things, and even competition between pastors. You know, uh, sizes of assembly, availability in assembly. Um, you must get past these things, and nobody teaches you that. I think that's something that we have to speak to theological students about. Uh, we, we'll have to have classes in that, um, and preparing them for the ministry, because being prepared for the ministry is more than just being prepared theologically. Prof. Stefan, isn't it true that some of these pastors, even pastors listening to this program right now, rather suffer in silence uh, than being told to get out of the kitchen, um, th so they rather keep quiet and, and, and march onward, so to speak? Uh, what advice can you give them right now? What, what, what help is there? What would you advise them to do? Yes, I think the very first thing would be, uh, and Donna explained it eloquently, I need to get over my own ego. God has not called me, with due respect, to be Superman. He has called me to proclaim His glory. And in the first instance, I am not a professional religious person. I'm just an amateur. I'm just a follower of Jesus. And uh, in that sense, I, I am, I was, I'm called to proclaim His message. It's all about Him. So I have to check my ego. I have to check my program. I have to check my hurry sickness. I have to check uh, my own need for recognition. Uh, many people suffer from from a very 
strange need to be recognized, and therefore they work hard to get recognition. And I have to get over that. I'm not called to be the flavor of the week or the flavor of the month. Uh, so I would advise pastors to really, really check their calling, check what God is calling to do, um, come to terms with their own giftings, and to just be this, and also to share this and teach this to the church. Because it's not only pastors, other Christians suffer from the same problem. And perhaps if we all come in the clear, share our hearts in this regard, share our brokenness, I think it will, be, it will mean more to a church to find out that their pastor suffers from the same problems they also uh, suffer from. It's not a secret problem. We should get this in the clear. Danny, I'm so grateful God restored you. Now, looking back on your life, uh, what are you doing different and what advice can you give to pastors listening to you right now, suffering from burnout right now? Um, I think for the rest of my life it will be a battle. I'll have to manage myself. Um, I started looking after my body. I'm on a training program. I'm I'm eating healthy, so I'm looking after my body. Um, I'm creating spaces of rest now. Um, I'm planning weekends or days off. In 51 years, I've been planning for the first time a holiday in advance. That's something I never did. Um, I'm learning to say no, and when I cannot say no, I appoint somebody to say no on behalf of me. Um, so I'm, I'm doing things in a different way, and I'm still learning how to do it differently. Prof. Stefan, your final words on our topic for discussion this morning, pastoral burnout, and you've touched on something very important, also uh, Christian burnout. Your final thoughts, please. Um, we are all human beings. Yes, we are remade in the image of God, but we are still human, and at times we break, we cry, And we have to face the fact that we're human. We have to take this to Christ. We have to find good friends that will take, that will, will realize that, that that we suffer. And we have to take other people into our confidence to assist us, to, um, to, to, to help us carry our own burdens. Otherwise, burnout will be at the order of the day, as I've said. Donny, your final thoughts, please. I think the main thing is to, to have balance in your life. Um, not be trying to be God, not trying to be a super Christian, but to be real, honest, and stand in proper relationship where you can trust people and open your life to them and be open with your, um, your assembly from day one. Uh, they must understand who you are and that you are human. With that, a sincere thanks to our respondents this morning, Professor Stefan Joubert and also Pastor Danny Lora. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your inputs into our program. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. With this, uh, please accept our sincere apologies for the quality of the telephone lines during the interview with uh, Dani Lodder and Professor Stefan Jobert. Next week, Friday, we'll bring you yet another edition, God willing, of Brantman.